What's good with you? Thanks for joining me, Johan Francis CSCS. This right here is my show, Ego Killer. It's right here on this show where we talk about all the moves you need to be making inside the gym so that you can live, move, thrive, and activate when you're outside in life, doing your thing, egokillershow.com. Outside in the real world, hopefully, hopefully you put in enough work and challenge yourself a little bit better inside the gym so that when everything gets hectic or you need some kind of encouragement, you have that instant recall. You have that callback to what you did inside the gym that morning, that week, and knowing that you can rise above. Maybe inside the gym you did what I did when I trained with a one fighter. And he used to tell me all about his experience. Whoops. Yeah. He used to tell me about his experience with hitting the sweet spot, right? And what we mean when we talk about training to hit the sweet spot, we mean that we want to train until the training becomes not um, so automatic that you could do it without even trying. You want to definitely be activated mentally. You want to be in the room, right, inside your spirit, doing your thing when you're working out. You don't want to just work out mindlessly. But what we talked about when I trained with him was getting to the place where everything seemed very easy and staying there. I had another encounter with another fighter who actually talked about the same um, experience of hitting the sweet spot. And what's great about hitting the sweet spot is it's a feeling. It's not so much an RPE where I ask you if on a scale from 1 to 10 how you feeling. 10 is really, 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 really hard. Right, and you give me that six or whatever it is. The sweet spot's a little bit more macro than that. A sweet spot, kind of a workout or or a feeling. A sweet spot routine is one where you feel good about what you're doing and can continue challenging yourself without petering out or failing. You've hit the sweet spot of your workouts. You've known where it gets to be really challenging. You can modulate and increase how much effort you put into the challenge or you could pull back a little bit. When we get to that sweet spot inside the gym, you stay there. You stay there. Now, what I would like to do at some point is maybe break out my heart rate monitor and really, you know, really have that on deck and find out what does that actually scientifically feel like. But I have a hunch that the sweet spot is much less about heart rate and VO2 and variability right and it has everything to do more not with exertion but feeling really literally feeling it's definitely a stage where you're above you know your lactate threshold um your excuse me your aerobic threshold so probably 130 heart rate continuously it's probably there right right above steady state but you're also feeling good like you can go up to max that's the point I'm trying to make is that's the sweet spot. And when we get there, when I train that way, when I train others that way, <clears throat> thanks to these fighters, right, that I've met, that have talked to me about it, two separate people that don't know each other, the experience of finding the sweet spot inside the gym when you're on your run, this might be where you hit your euphoric runner's high, right? When you're on your bike, when you're doing your thing, when you're, when you're, doing, when you're out at the beach getting laps in, right? whatever it is, when you're in that space, you can access the feeling of the sweet spot time and time again. It's almost like a moving meditation because 
The idea behind meditation is to hit that same feeling when you're out doing your thing in the real world. I think that there is something a little bit equally medicinal about finding that that space and that head change when you're inside the gym. I think that's equally as useful. And not only is it useful, but it's highly potable. You could take that feeling wherever you go. You could take those that focus, that drive, that discipline. Hell, the bare bones biomechanics of it, the heart rate, right? Being able to reduce the heart rate when things get hairy on the outside world. All of those skills are what we practice inside the gym. So that's what my hope is when we do this is that you pick up a little bit of something that we remember when we activate the sweet spot in the gym. These little podcasts are a way for you to activate the same type of feeling whenever you need it. All right. And that could be. And I mean, there's a lot of ways that we can go about it. So that's what we're going to talk about today is how to find the sweet spot when you're inside the gym doing your thing. When you're outside. Excuse me. Well, when you're inside the gym, but also when you're out doing your thing, trying to get active, could be on the trail, could be out in the dojo, could be on the mats, whatever it is. I want to find ways that you guys have easy access to the sweet spot. There's a lot of ways that we could do this thing. All right. So I want you guys to find the sweet spot right quick. This has been uh, a pretty interesting like paradigm for me to kind of fall onto when I think about the idea of a sweet spot, right? The last time I heard about it, I was inside of a kickboxing gym and I talked to the coach after one class, I was going to a new spot, right? And um, he's a really qualified fighter. He's someone that has a lot of fights. He has a very interesting way of stream of consciousness teaching that everybody can relate to right and he's from like the bay so he's got the whole you know he's got the lexicon down pat you smell me and so he's one of these guys who when he talks it's he's very charismatic with it and people listen and i couldn't help but really latch on to the fact that he talked about how he trained i asked him how are we going to practice the types of leg kicks and holding maneuvers that he wanted us to practice. And this is something that you definitely need two people to do, right? If I kick you and you catch the kick, right? He wanted us to just kind of shut it down, relax. And even though you're in a position where you're mostly vulnerable, he had the idea that if you flip it and you're not so vulnerable, that you just relax. Well, guess what's happening? You're holding my leg. You caught my kick, which is a pretty defensive maneuver where if you react quick enough, you could send me on my ass because, well, I'm standing on one leg now. Well, the way he broke it down was you're also holding on to my leg. I'm not holding on to yours. You're holding on to mine. And I thought that that was pretty novel. Well, anyway, at the end of the class, I said, yo, how can I practice this when I'm on my own? I obviously don't have someone that I could go around kicking and they can catch it and he said listen the world's your playground already i'm in first off already i'm in talk about not burying the lead i'm in talk about leading with your best thesis right there the man said it the world is your playground a lot of the time and that's why i thought about it and i said yeah a hundred percent then he continues he goes 
The idea is to just kind of relax. The idea is relax. So go when you're outside moving around, rest your leg on the park bench if you got a little time to just chill and stretch and just get that body to relax. Now, by and large, this is great advice for everybody because look, look, we're told the opposite. We are oftentimes tasked with doing the exact opposite of relaxing and chilling when we have high demands on our time, when time becomes transposed with the idea of money, making it, there's little time to relax. But there's nothing more curative than the idea of taking just enough time to let the body cool down. And we talked about this before. So this is great advice to anybody, not even if you're just not a fighter, just learning to kind of power down real quick and relax. Brilliant. Well, he continues. He says, power down and relax. Go ahead and lift your leg up. Chill. Stretch it out a lot when you come into the gym. Stretch the leg out. And one thing you can do is figure out what your sweet spot is. Get to your sweet spot. Go to your sweet spot. Relax and chill there. When you start training and you start shadow boxing, look for your sweet spot. Now, this is, again, a message that is a lot more versatile than just inside the scope of fighting. This is a message that has a lot of commonplace applicability for a lot of us inside of our daily lives. The idea of powering down and remembering to take a minute and adjust to what's going on around us to focus on communion where we're at. All of those things happen within an instant. And the catalyst of it can be nothing more than taking a half a second time to relax and that's the truth there's no cap but but what he talked about existed inside of exercise and he talked about the idea of moving around a little bit getting warmed up right inside the gym and hitting your sweet spot he said shadow boxing getting warmed up moving the body around finding a place and how he liked to stay in that sweet spot for as long as possible. All right. I'll give you one more example. I trained another fighter as his strength coach, um, years before the last story that I was talking about And inside the gym. He was telling me, I like to get to a place inside the gym where I know what's coming and I could just find that space. It's not where I turn off my brain and I just start throwing punches or throwing inside of sparring. I just kind of hit and get hit. But I'm grooving. I'm in the zone. It's my sweet spot. And it, he described it as a state, a mental state where the physical body is at its absolute zenith. And the mind is assisting the body at its apogee, moving in tandem. You've almost found this co-synchronicity between mind and body, where the mind is helping the body move. Of course it does, just in general. And the body is keeping the mind from being dormant. That, my friends, sounds like 
the best DMT you could ever find. The sweet spot. This is something that you can't just wake up and jump into because, well, if you could, you just do it every single day, right? But it is something that you know that you can find if you work hard enough. And all of these descriptors of the sweet spot that he was giving me, well, I got to really notice it. 40 minutes into our workouts, I would notice that he just started, he was lathered up. And when I say lathered up, all I mean is he was sweating. He was sweating bullets because we were training really, really hard. We were training indoors, right? But he wasn't dripping, pouring sweat, dying on the floor, rolling around in agony. He was frothy. <laughs> he was a frothy boxer. And he was moving around, getting it in, putting in the work. When it was time to rest... He got full rest, full breather, took the two, three deep breaths that calms the entire system down really quickly, and then went right back into active recovery mode where I don't need to have hands on knees. I'm ready to go again. If you're familiar with working out, you know exactly what I'm referring to. When you feel really, really gassed, getting that passive rest is all you can think about. You think about sitting down. You think about getting down on one knee, and sometimes you need to do that. But what I do for myself when I'm inside training really hard is I try to remember all I need is one, two, three breaths, and then it's right back at it, right? For me, I'm trained that when you're inside, when you're sparring, when you're moving around, when you're when you're doing your, your, your fight sports, as it were, right? When you're training really hard, and training is my euphemism for being inside the fight gym. It could be your euphemism for um, doing your splits. Not, not, not the gymnastic type of splits. Running splits, cycling splits, timing yourself. It could be you getting after it for another PR set could be you doing your five by fives or five by tens and you're on the third set of doing those things right there it could be you trying to jump on the stairmaster and go for a long grind right whatever the preparatory stage or phase that you're in it could be that that type of training and when we were training when I am training myself and I'm looking for that sweet spot what i or when i'm inside of training not quite yet ready to look for the sweet spot what i'm trying to notice is or remember is one two three breaths inside of the fight world is all you need to get yourself back to activity i want you guys to practice that i want you guys to practice that take it a little bit of a step further when you're inside the gym and you have the urge to sit down Pull out your phone and just flick that thumb up and down your feed trying to find some inspiration. Remember that inspiration is already there. Instead of doing that, I want you guys to find something else to do when you're inside the gym. If you're not getting water, you're not taking that active breath, I want you guys to think about getting right back in, jumping back on your set, getting back on your pace, and hammering it out. Thinking like you might think if you were in a fight gym that you ain't going to get five, ten, eight breaths to relax. You get three. 
And the good news is three is all you need because nine times out of ten, maybe eight times out of ten, I guess. Well, most of the time, what's probably going to happen is you only need one, two, three breaths before you can bring your heart rate to achieve a big delta to where your heart rate is ready to go back to steady state. Okay, And that's part of finding the sweet spot. That's what he would do. Take that breath and he would start returning to active rest where he can move around, do something else, and then he would ratchet it back up to 10. I saw it from the outside as his coach that he had found the sweet spot. I noticed it. It was very noticeable. And one of the coolest things also to notice was that he was able to maintain that level of attack throughout the rest of his workouts. And that particular fight camp, yeah, we went in there and we we got a big victory, right? He was also a more mature fighter. I believe he was in his 30s and he had had some fights under his belt, you know, a little dirt maybe in his fingernails. He has some battle scars, some stories to tell. So he's definitely somebody that understands the ebbs and flows of training and elucidated to me the idea of the sweet spot. So number one, when you're talking about your sweet spot, I want you guys to try it. We just talked about it, finding the breath, all right? Finding the breath is critical because it, at some point is going to be impossible for you guys to breathe while you're doing your thing because you're working that hard. The only time that this is not going to be a challenge is if you're doing steady state, long distance type of cardio or strength training. Maybe you're on the stepper or doing really light sets. In theory, however, if you were to continue to do that for one, two, three, if we're going to be super incredulous hours, you would actually start to get fatigue muscular fatigue and cardiovascular fatigue you would actually get to a point where it would be nearly impossible to continue and i'm not even then talking about neuromuscular fatigue right so let's just say that you have an hour i want you guys to figure out what the point is inside that hour of you getting it done all right it could be 30 minutes could be 90 let's call it an hour where you're going to have to get to a place where you're Breathing needs to be not uh, compromised. It has to be compromised. All right. And this can go back to the idea of um, or the debate about whether or not to fail when you're doing your lifting. All right. I want you guys to think about the breath. I want you guys to get to a place where that breath becomes a little bit hard when you're doing any type of work that you're getting it in on. And I want you then to think about it. And this is one thing that I'll often chant inside the gym. Find the new pattern, the new rhythm, the new breath. And all I'm trying to do is get you guys when you come work out with me is to reset your old breathing rhythm and breathing pattern into a new one that can sustain a new tempo, sustain a new pace. So the first thing that I want you to do in order to find the sweet spot is check that breath. All right. Redo the breath, take that big inhale, hold it for a little bit. We talked about that type of box breath or the triangle breath and let it out really slowly. Once we do that, we can actually tell the mind to to not ex- to extend the ability of our body to work, 
and give ourselves more of a chance to work underneath, uh, to find a new pace, okay? It gives us a chance to find a new pace. So that's the first thing is work on that breath. The second thing, I want you to seek out how many reps you're going to do or how much intensity leads you to failure. I want you to keep note of it. I don't necessarily want you to go and attack it to where you know, okay, I'm doing my push presses today. I've done 150 six times. Okay, so now I'm going to do 170 because that means I'm going to fail that and that's what I need to get over to get better. All right, not necessarily. Remember, we're working for energy systems. When we work inside certain energy systems, our reps and sets do shift. However, I need you guys to start thinking about the progression of what you do in terms of how hard you're pushing for the day. That's right. I need you to push every time out. When you push every time out, ostensibly what happens is you govern your patterns so that you can figure out and trend up or trend down what your limits are. In order to do that, you need to test them. A lot of times you guys will come into the gym and work out with me. We'll be training and you guys might have something that hurts. And you guys are tough. You guys are tough. You will or will not work out based on what hurts. Oftentimes, you guys are down for the cause. And you continue to put it down and get in your work. Sometimes it's impossible to do that because of the injury. But what I will suggest to you because you're chomping at the bit to get back in the gym and work out is listen. You have to test it. You have to try it. You have to put your body in a position where it might fail again, just not to the same magnitude in order to see if you've recovered. And I encourage you guys, dip your toe into the pool and check that temperature. Well, you need to do that when you're inside the gym or outside doing your outdoor activity or workout. I need you guys to test it. Even if you're doing like a durational lift, you need to get to the point where that heart rate is about to peter out and peak out at 180, right? 190. For me, 180. <laughs> right? You need to get to the point where one more rep might get a little bit, you know, kind of tough times. I want you guys to push it. When we get there, guess what? We can spend the next few sets, the next few minutes of our workout staying in that space where we know exactly where we're at. We're one more, two more reps is all I can handle. Reset the breath like we talked about in number one and then continue from there. Seeing if you can maintain your pace. I oftentimes say it inside the gym when I'm coaching you guys. 30 seconds of anything, it, anyone can do that. Try to find the thing that you can maintain throughout and do that. That becomes your new challenge. Your new challenge becomes one of sustaining high levels of output time and time again, repetitions, and do it until it's not only picture perfect for you, feels perfect, but is repeatable, repeatable a thousand times. You know, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, Bruce Lee said something about throwing a kick a thousand times, right? 
before it gets perfect. Same thing applies. All right. And the last part that I want to talk about when we talk about finding the sweet spot has everything to do with effort and has everything to do not 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 just with immaterial effort, the effort of the mind, the effort of achieving the effort, the the mindset of having, you know, high level ambitious goals. That's that's look, that's just that's just day one. You wake up like that. <laughs> okay. And if you don't wake up like that, that's the bar, right? No, 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 no. I literally want to talk to you about the finite energy that exists inside of our bodies. Our flesh bags are equipped with a certain amount of energy that we can give a exercise, a routine, a regimen. Okay. If I wanted to be the best sprinter on the planet, I'm not going to lift weights for an hour and a half and then go out and try to run my best sprint ever. If I want to be the baddest 3,000-meter runner, I'm not going to warm up by doing hardcore sprints. There is a finite amount of energy that I have, and I need you guys for number three to do the hardest thing first, no matter what that might be. Now, part and parcel of doing the hardest thing first might mean doing the most multi-joint exercise or compound movement the most plyometric, the most demanding of the stretch shortening cycle stuff first because those have so many loads, so many angles. A lot of the time if you're doing Olympic lifts, that means that you're moving tremendous amounts of weight you know, with, with, with velocity. And because of that, that is the most demanding. That's why you'll oftentimes see folks inside the gym doing three-by-fives or low rep counts really, really hard. We tend to take that a little bit too seriously in this day and age, like you can do eight reps, but this is why, because we want to do whatever it is when we have the most amount of energy at the beginning, when we have the hardest task, the largest hurdle in front of us. Think about the biggest hurdle you've seen in your life. Think about the fact that you've come up onto this hurdle and it's a literal hurdle and it's tall, right? 12 feet high, right? Think about maybe you're, you got sent into a test and this is a physical test, and it, you were blindfolded, so you don't know how you got in to a giant arena. And inside the arena, the only way out is this giant hurdle, right? You saw it from the beginning, but you didn't think you can get over it. Do you dig underneath? Do you? No, you save up your energy and you scale the visible obstacle first. Then, if that, my analogy, well, in my analogy, if that doesn't work, then you might find another means. But do the thing that takes the most energy first, okay? So that you can sustain later on inside of your workout. If you can't sustain 35 minutes in, you're front running out here. You will never find your sweet spot. Kiss it goodbye. You couldn't even make it. 30 minutes in because you did too hard too fast you'll never hit your sweet spot or know what that feels like right do the thing that's the most challenging even if it doesn't even seem the most challenging but is the most calorically metabolically demanding first right out the gate and we already talked about it it's probably that plyo that you do 
right? It's probably that only that you do, right? You already did all the checking off. You have snatches, bar snatches on deck. That's the first thing you do. And that's how we move, all right? So those are three ways that we could get active and find the sweet spot when we're inside the gym getting it in. And I want you guys to give that a try, all right? I'm going to stop there. Let me know how it works out. EgoKillerShow.com. Please rate the episode on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed it. Helps me out, helps the show out. That'll eventually help someone you know and care about out by spreading the idea of the show to other folks. Thank you. And lastly, if you email me, I'll email you a free gift, the ebook. I promise. All right. All right. I'm going to wrap it up there. Till the next one. Stay up.